We're trying a new thing with our dog tonight. We usually like put her in her kennel and stuff when we record, but we decided to leave her out this time and just see how she does. So far, she is doing what she always does and is laying on the like the the hardwood flooring right by where the air conditioner and everything is. Smart. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't lay like a normal dog. She sprawls out with her back legs like straight behind her like she's flying. Yeah, you know? like she's doing like the Superman. She gets maximum contact with the cold hardwood floor. <laughs> she's a fish. lays on her back. Um, but That's like so funny with her back half torqued. So oh, yeah, she's laying on her back and her front paws are in the air and her head is like straight back and she's staring like across the floor but then her back half is off to one side and her legs are just kind of like laying on oh top my of god another. that's hilarious ivan doesn't lay any kind of interesting ways at all he literally just curls up in a little ball like a normal cat no he does sometimes like when he knows the kids are not going to be bothering him or the dogs he'll lay on his side he'll lay on his side or occasionally but he doesn't lay on his back like that i've got that picture of him like sitting in the chair like that one is funny oh my god i always forget about that that is that shit was hilarious (laughs) jc can you hear us what's up buddy welcome to the internet at least it's not dial up just remember those days when we were all on aol I used to work for AOL, eh? <laughs> really? Ahsoka yep. just looked at me like I'm crazy. I used to work for AOL Features and Premium Services. Was uh was your employee ID like Canadian hot guy 6769 or some shit? <laughs> uh, that was taken actually uh, by one of my coworkers. Very, uh, it's a popular name. Yeah, very. It's the one that everybody goes to right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, always. Can you hear us now, Josh? Yeah, I'm 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 finally working over here, I guess. In with the good, out with the bad. Yep. And let's get this fucking thing rolling because it's going to be fun. I dude, I'm seeing so many people fucking talk about how they the same people that were bashing the show before yes. it started coming around saying like this is one of the best seasons I've ever seen. All all yep. those T pages that were bashing it, they're all covering it. Like they all love it. I'm just like it's so funny. Of course they are. I mean, it's the same people that are tired of the same people coming back every year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, look, now we got somebody that we the only people that like me Okay, that only watched the challenge or like, all right, well, none of my favorites are on. What am I going to do? Who am I going to root for? Yeah. Um, but this is a point I want to make. I think they totally missed out on a golden opportunity for a redemption house. Yeah. Only, only because like just for somebody like me, that's only watched um, the challenge, not Big Brother, not Survivor, not Love Island. Or I, I've seen a little bit of the Amazing Race. I've I've seen that one more than any of the others. So you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, but we don't get enough time with these people. Like one week they're gone, two week they're gone. A Redemption House, right? This right off the bat would have given us more time, more character build up, more time to love these people longer, and I think it would have been a hit yeah. even better. I like it. I mean, yeah. And I, like we were talking about how last week we were talking about how, you know, it sucked to lose Sally and Giovanni so quick because like Giovanni seemed like a really cool dude. 
Sally was bubbly and fun and bright and just, you know, and so it, but we didn't get a lot of them because they went out week one. So like, that would have been really cool, actually. And I'm not I'm not against redemption houses. So See, I'm the exact opposite. Like, I usually don't like redemption houses because it's like and then the people that are in the redemption house aren't necessarily the people you want back in the game that get back in the game. Yeah. But with this, I totally agree because of the fact that people don't know these people like they know the traditional cast and it gives them right. that opportunity to see a little bit more and not under as much pressure. So they get to be themselves even a little bit more in the redemption house. Yeah. yeah. See, so here's my thing with the redemption house. I don't mind the redemption house, but I think it has to be formatted the right way. Like for example, I did not like the redemption house in uh, what was that one final reckoning or whatever reckoning. where, where Polly, where they just they kept going back and back and back like i yeah. think once you leave you lose that that's it right like how did they i think it was dirty 30 right where you you went and only two people got to compete the rest got sent home and then no, the loser from that no dirty 30 was where everybody went back and it was like uh like a competition against someone that got voted that's out that's right and i voted like down. that and then everybody went whoever won was back in the house right and that's how jenna got back in yeah N no they went against each other because that was the one that Jenna kicked. Yeah, Amanda yeah, I'm off saying she thing. went against yeah. everyone and got back in. Right. Of the redemption. Yeah, house. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you meant of the main house. No, 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 no. no. I like no. the one where they they all go against each other. You know, everybody in the redemption house, you gather them up for a, a couple of weeks, put them against each other in rounds. Do, 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 do. The one on top stays, goes back to the main house. The rest go home. I don't like yeah. the where you just keep going back to the redemption house. That's the that's the ones I don't like. Well, that's, yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's Redemption Island style, like for Survivor too. like they had it so that you got voted out, you went to Redemption Island. And then when the next person went to Redemption Island, then you competed against one another. Right. Loser yeah. went home. Winner stayed on Redemption Island to eventually win the possibility of a chance back in. So they just had to like there was only ever one person there. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Unless there was two right before an elimination. OK, complete. Complete sidebar. Do you guys have HBO Max? Yes. Uh, technically. Have you it's, guys seen? Ours is, ours is on Crave, but Crave. Deal. Okay. Have you guys seen the trailer for oh F-Boy Island? <laughs> it's like Love no. Island, but with like guys that are like, oh, I'm a fuck boy. And they have to like try to weed out who's who, like because they There's have like, nice guys yeah, like there half too. Half the cast is like nice guys, and then the other cast, the other half is like f boys or whatever. And there's like three, two or three girls, yeah. And they have to like date these guys and figure out which ones are f boys and kick them off the <laughs> island. <laughs> it's on HBO Max, so I'm like, at least we'll get to hear them cuss and be like complete assholes. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will probably watch it like on one of those nights where there's nothing on, and I don't want to watch another World War II documentary, and I'm a little. <laughs> fucked up who's the host of that she's a comedian i don't remember I off top yeah but she's funny i've seen her stand up and her she does the the comedy central roast too yes is it like nikki glazer yes thank you is that it okay do you like yeah. how I, I know nothing about the show you just gave me the synopsis of the show and i was like yeah that's probably nikki sir host <laughs> sir that's why your middle name is stats and info your parents knew <laughs> yep Oh my gosh. So I was just thinking, oh wow, that'd be funny if they brought those uh those people in for a season of the challenge too. It's just another fucking reality show they can pull from. Very true. And look, and that's 
to kind of tie a nice little bow on what Josh was talking about with the CBS challenge and, and enjoying it. I think at this point, I'm such a fan of just the format of the challenge and how the challenge is played out and, and seeing this new blood do it kind of brings you back to the old school, the original kind of way they, they did the challenge. Yeah. And I just want to see more of it. Like, I love the format of it and bring whoever in. I don't care. I just want to watch it. Happen. I'm loving it. You, you, yeah. You want to see more of it. Have you guys been paying attention to Twitter? No, no, I haven't. All right. What Tell happens when Mark gets an idea? Oh, oh, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that yeah. about the road rules uh, all star thing that he's working on or yeah. that he wants to work right. on or whatever. Right. <gasps> Kindle Kindle responded and said, hey, I'm in. You know, yes, we had uh, a couple other people, and I'm just like, you know, we got all stars for three years, and now all of a sudden, you're gonna give us a road rules OG season, right? Make them go where there's a, a real world homecoming happening and oh, have a little mini challenge, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would um, be so funny. Oh my god, god, that's awesome! I would, I would be so down with an all stars if they did the one where it was Kendall, Darrell, Shane, and Rachel. That would be oh, a yeah. phenomenal one. Oh, I forget yeah. the other characters. Oh, Rachel was the other one that said that I was she was in. Oh, I love that. Oh my that would god. be so cool. Oh my god, even like what Ayana said, do you like the semester at sea with her? And yes, and well, and Veronica. you know, Durrell will do it. Oh, yeah, he's already on. T- like, it's not like he is like, oh, I'm not going on to t- you know what I mean? Like, he would do it. So, and that's cool. That would be dope. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, man. Like, yeah. there, like we were talking about last week too. There is just so much good content as far as like even outside of the challenge and reality TV. Like the new uh, Game of Thrones season uh, that's going to be coming out yes. in August. Yes! Oh my god! Um, so excited! We got for Survivor that. Forty Three happening. What in September? September, yeah. And we got a sequel of Jon Snow. Yeah. Oh my god! I was well, so excited. That one I heard is strictly rumor. Still, I don't know if is it's it? yeah. official, but yeah. well, okay. Well, when Kit was the one that. Uh, retweeted it. I was just like, all right, now it's on board. Let's go. Yeah. Everything I've heard is that he's on board for it and he's game for it. <laughs> right, George, it's just not locked George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin thinks it's a great story and wants to do it, but it's just not official. Like they don't have a release date by any. Gotcha. 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 Right. Just got me all excited. House of Dragons is coming want, in August. I want to watch it all. Yeah. All of it. Give yeah. me all of it. We got CT's movie coming out August 5th as well. I'm really excited to see that. We got about, uh, what, about a couple, like two weeks. We're going to go see the new two Thor weeks? movie. The new Thor. Yeah, I know you oh, already saw it, right? Yeah. We're going to go for, it, for my birthday. All right, let me know. Because <laughs> I saw what Corey Lay said. And not to say that I don't respect Corey Lay's opinion on Marvel, but I feel like I have a different view on Thor and what I expect from them, especially with I'm I don't remember the director's name, but I know he did like with TD. Thank you, Tony. Once again, that's an info coming in hot. <laughs> but I like what they're doing with the the Thor movies and the way they're playing him as more towards the comedy. And I just really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to it. But anyways, long winded way of saying, how was it? <laughs> All right. As a storyline, I liked it. I liked it better than um, Dark World. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I still, I, I would, oh, you know, when you compare it to Ragnarok, oh, I, I'd still have to put Ragnarok above it, but the music is killer. The story is very, very touching. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. good. 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I'm excited. And then what? Clerks 3 is coming soon too, isn't it? Clerks 3. Yep. Yeah. Oh. They're doing uh, they're taking it on the road um to do screenings. So it'll probably come somewhere near you guys well before it comes anywhere near me. Um <laughs> But yeah, they're they're taking it on the road. I'm, That's awesome. Dude, I'm stoked for that. Like, I remember watching the first one, but I was fairly young when that first came out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't yep. really get the humor. And then the second one came out and I watched it. I was about in my early 20s and I fucking died through the whole movie. We have both of them. Yeah, especially the Lord of the Rings reference and oh Star Wars. Oh, my God. That's so good. But <laughs> and then I went back. And Even watched the, the first. trees walked in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the third one. Huh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know so i'm excited for that i mean dude, yeah. there's just so much good shit coming out as long as the world doesn't end i i'm excited yeah as long as my world doesn't end anytime soon i'll be okay <laughs> you're gonna be okay where it's nothing but good juju for josh yes good nothing but good good vibes. Vibes. and then we got football coming Football's tony's coming. got remember the titans season I was coming. Say, remember the titans Right. Yeah. We're going to have to find you another good football movie. Dude, I want to get placements. I want to get a good one. That's a good one. I want to get Tony into fantasy football because you don't necessarily have to watch football, but it's still basically your stats guy. You'll kill it. Yeah, dude, your stats and info. Yeah, All you have see, to know is numbers. It's always disappointing, though, because people say fantasy football and you're like, cool. Wizards playing football. <laughs> and then it's not. It's just football, except you. You guess <laughs> about football rather than <laughs> sit through football. But you don't have to sit through football to guess about it. I can already guess. It's not good. Watch Remember the Titans. It's better. Um, any Given Sunday is a really good one, too. With Jamie oh, yes, Fox. it is. Oh, and it's good. That's, yeah, that's a, good a really one. good one. Yeah. A lot of full frontal nudity in that one. So yeah. brace yourself. Don't watch it with the children. Um, <laughs> Willie Beeman. You know which one I actually really liked, and it, it probably was a shit movie by critic standards, but was the newest Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Yep. I love that movie. I thought that was really good. I it was. So the best. So there's the Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds, and then the Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. But yeah. the best one is actually called Mean Machine, and oh. it's oh, proper yeah. football, so it's soccer um, for for you fine folk and. Vinnie Jones is the lead and Jason Statham when he was like just starting out, like not in a lot of movies by that point. Um, he was their goalie and it's a fantastic movie. It's one of my one of my favorite sports movies is Mean Machine. I'm gonna have to check that out. Speaking of soccer movies, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Kicking uh, and screaming. Green, Green Street Hooligans. That's a oh, really that's good, a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. With a Charlie lot. Hunnam. Yep, Charlie Hunnam and uh, Elijah Wood. Wood, there we go. Yeah, Wood. Um, so <laughs> I'm so excited for football this year. Now that you said that, because I'm thinking about oh, Russell right. Wilson playing You're for a the Falcons. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm used to oh, okay. us being horrible. That's the thing. Like us being good is an occasional thing. Us being bad is all the time. There was a, right? There's a lot of big moves. I'm excited to see. Yeah, there's a lot of teams though that are worse than the Falcons, like the Saints. <laughs> and the Panthers. You're welcome, Corey. I was going to say, are you 
I can't wait for Corey to listen to this. Yeah, well, the he Saints knows. are going to go back to the eight. Yeah, yeah, we'll know when he listens. Look, right? and that's why <laughs> that's why as much as we talk shit back and forth, whenever I bring out the paper bag, it gets quiet because it's true. It's they true. used their fans used to go to the fucking stadium with paper bags because nobody wanted to be seen watching the Saints play. <laughs> fucking hilarious! So oh there my we god, god. <laughs> love you, Corey. You sure you want to come on this podcast? <laughs> He's going to come on here next week and just like fucking rip into you. Probably. It's fair. <laughs> I deserve it. That was fucked up of me to do. But, you know. Oh. Anyways, shall we? Let's get this going. Let's you guys do it. ready? We're going we're gonna to be like fucking timeless. Usain Bolt with this. Oh, yeah. Let me set a timer on this real quick. Um, and we're done. Boom. All right. Let's see how many times it's going to take me to do this fucking intro. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I'm going to put the over under at two and a half. <laughs> you do a half. Because if you say over, that means I did it three times. Oh, if my God. You say under, that means I did two. Yeah. Anyway, it's because sorry. he figures he's going to mess it up one time and then just keep going with it. And then we'll use that one. Yeah. So That's I'm going to go with I'm yeah. going to go with the under on that. You know what that sound like? That sound like belief. Thank you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. <laughs> I got you, babe. Brought to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> oh my god! Hear your family <laughs> when you're listening. We apparently to upset some people with that one. Oh, did we? How dare you do Olive Garden like that? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about actually. I don't. I don't think that she was actually upset. I think she was just being silly. I'm, but yeah, we. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying Olive Garden directly, but chain restaurants in general. If you want a good idea on what that's like, go watch Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. Fun fact, I have never been to an Olive Garden. Yeah, you're not missing much. What about a shenanigans? <laughs> never been to a shenanigans. Never been to a TGI Fridays. Oh, I've walked past a TGI Fridays, but then I kept going. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're so happy to have you back. <laughs> Damn, I fucking was on it on that one too. I should have kept going. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying not to laugh. I was trying not to laugh and then I looked up and saw Josh. That doesn't I count do though. That was you guys I fucking up the take, not me. I when I was saying you guys, I was pointing at them. We're hive mind, Tony. You should know better. Well, clearly we're hive mind tonight too, because that shit was funny. You know what? You guys are always on the same page. It's crazy how often it happens. Oh, my God. You're so lame. <laughs> With that being said, they wrote the book on Hive Mind because they're always on the same page. <laughs> mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. This is why we can't do an hour and a half podcast. We, we actually enjoy talking to each other. And we're like, oh, guys, hey, how you doing? Let's fucking talk shit. We're frustrating, Josh. We should get started. No, we're not. Absolutely not. We're good because, you know, it's like four days off, whatever, you know, all you have to do is get poked at work, you know, right? Not that kind of poked. But anyway, (laughs) in case you're wondering, Josh works for the correctional facilities. (laughs) Not anymore. Oh, my God. I hate doing count. They can't make me do that anymore. Oh, God. I'd run around going duck, oh. duck, duck, goose. Oh my god, the one- my cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're giving you another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable, uh, where we're going to be recapping the Challenge USA Episode 2. Oh, say, can you see Tiffany? I don't know. That didn't really work for me. I was like, why'd you see it? (laughs) It didn't really work for me, but I was trying something. You did. You Solid A for effort. You know, I don't always get the win, but I do take the risk. (laughs) So there's that. We're very happy you're joining us. Um, but without going into a whole bunch of hoopla, I'm going to get the introductions done because I've been forgetting that lately. My name's Rick Hayes. Next to me is my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, who does all the phenomenal work that makes us sound great in the editing what? and all the work on the Instagram. So give a shout out to her because she's the real star of this. Oh, Besides <laughs> Tony stats and motherfucking info. Lance. Yeah. And if you listen to that intro, you know why we're so hyped on that one. Because Tony's <laughs> coming with the heat tonight. <laughs> and then making his triumphant return. We have the one, the only, Josh. I got stuck by something. Motherfucking chambers. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting all Thank night you. to do that, haven't you? <laughs> uh, no, that was just spur of the moment. And I'm sorry to talk about your work injury in the intro, but here we are. It, it is what it is. I mean, now it's now it's like, okay, I'm it's the, the anxiety of yesterday. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I got to wait for that phone call. That's not happening until Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. you know, there there's some really great uh, natural anti anxiety medicines that I can refer to you uh, when we get done. OK, um, I I'm actually it. on one right now. <laughs> A lot of it. Yes. Facts. <laughs> Makes her eyes red. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways. anyways. So, guys, we're so happy Rom-coms. for you. <laughs> Bingo. Right? Meg Ryan. That's the way to go. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> guys are fools. I know. Uh, let's just get going before we go off on a tangent yes. on something else. Um, so, we, like I said, we're in episode two. Title is Osei, Can You See Tiffany? And... After last week's episode with that elimination with Kylan and Aza taking the win in the not so not fast, so fast. Yeah. I was hyped was about great. this episode and my personal opinion, it didn't disappoint at all. Mm, we'll get into it. I feel like there were something there were certain things about the episode I I did wasn't happy with, you know, but we'll get into it. If it involves Tyson being with Angela for the rest of the season, I understand. But no, that's not, I mean, that sucks, but that's not necessarily what I was talking about. I mean, if you would like to get into it now, I thought the elimination was stupid, but I disagree. So we can talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. we can. We can because I'm on Tony's side because I mind. Boom. Um, of course you are. So um, <laughs> since we were talking about partners with Angela and Tyson, obviously they announced the algorithm, which is uh, basically the producers making lights move up and down until they randomize the partner so you're not with the person you were last uh last episode yeah you're just not gonna have the same partner that's the end of it i don't want to go too deep you guys honestly if you're if you've watched episode two you already know what the algorithm does so so and if you (laughs) haven't and you're listening this your your priorities are different but i respect it (laughs) um so without going too deep, I don't want to name all the teams because that's just what's the point. They're going to change at the end of this episode anyways. Yeah. Um, but the teams that I found pretty interesting um, off top was Tyson and Justine, obviously, because Tyson just sent Justine's best friend home in the previous uh, episode. He put her in elimination. You know Kylan I mean. and Ozza sent her home, really. But 
Okay, that anyway. But he made Justine cry. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't did. know he did. Yeah, I it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think that was his intent. Like, if I sent her, and she's gonna cry. Justine is gonna <laughs> cry. Yeah, he actually didn't even know that she was angry at him until he saw this episode. Right. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other uh, partners I thought were really cool was Sarah and Kylan. Yeah. Like, if they would be a long term partnership, I think. Wow, watch well, out. As soon as TJ called that one out, I was like, ooh, they're going to freaking do well together because like that's that's a that's a pair up right there. The other one that I thought was really funny was a uh, cache or cache and Cinco. Cache, yeah. Cache. OK, yeah. cache and Cinco. <laughs> I just like I just want to make sure I'm covering all the bases. They're a little CYA. Yeah. Um, but obviously the interesting part about that is that they were in a relationship and just recently broke up. So and they may not be over it yet. They're not at all. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion still there. Yeah. Um, and then a lot the of other, side eyes. Yeah. Yes. A yeah. lot of a lot of watching without watching, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And then the other one was James and Caleb. We get the partnership of the two amazing race uh people when there's only three in the house. Like and, what are like, the chances like, of that just right out exactly the gate? Exactly what they didn't want is yeah. exactly what happened. They're oh like, my god. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> let's make a deal, motherfucker. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is like if you think about the way that the algorithm is set up, you know, where it's male female teams, and you will never have the same partner twice until you've already been through all of them. So Kayla, being the only amazing race girl, and there being two males, she will be put in this position twice. Whereas the guys only like James will never be in this position again, where he has a female amazing race player until they make it through all the partners, obviously. Um, But I just found that interesting. I'm like, she still has another round of this same situation to go. Once she gets paired with Leo, assuming she doesn't get eliminated before then. But yeah, I just found that kind of interesting. I was like, dang, that kind of (laughs) sucks. Well, yeah. And like Danny's going to run out of female survivor players to be paired with. Because he was paired with Shan last week. And then the algorithm paired him with Desi this week. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still (laughs) in a survivor survivor pair. And now Shan is with Ben. And they actually did really well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I I like them together. You know who I'm waiting for Danny to get paired with in the show? Kiki. He talks about her a lot. (laughs) You know what? No, leave. leave no, no, I, I respect it because I've got a wife. I've got my queen and I, I love her and I would be talking about it, too. I am a Danny defender lately. Leave no, this I love man Danny. alone. Let him he's, love his wife, guys. OK, he's the new Corey wife. He's the new Corey and I but respect with his wife, it. Yeah, yeah, I respect right? it. One hundred percent. I love it. I think yeah. it's cute. Um, it's fantastic. And he, he plays into it, too, like on social media. Yeah, Um, which is great. And I mean, Sarah's not on this podcast and I've already mentioned her and we've only been on for X amount of time already. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I gave Karina the best intro for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. So, you know, they get through the algorithm and the teams get made and everything. And as they're kind of, you know, getting ready to walk out, it cuts to a confessional from Angela where she's like, you know, talking about how this gives her and Tyson two chances to win and to keep each other safe. So here's my question. Is anybody here as confident as Angela is that Tyson will stay loyal to her, even though they're not partners anymore? Because they made that like deal prior to knowing that they wouldn't be partners for the entire season. Right. And so, and like, we've talked about this before where like, you know, at 
like tribe swaps and merges and stuff like that. Like when Tyson's put in that situation, you know, all previous alliances are wiped out and this is his alliance now. And so it makes me wonder if he's really going to stay true to that kind of, you know, I got your back, you got my back kind of thing with Angela. I'll give the like really shallow end of the answer because I don't know Tyson as well as you do. But unless there was more shown than what we are more conversation than what we've seen between them, it seemed like a very like, yeah, I'm going to look out for you and you're going to look out for me thing, which doesn't go far in the challenge. Right. You know what I mean? In my opinion. But I think Tyson's smart enough to know that nobody's going to really think he's paired up really strongly with a big, a big brother woman. Right. And that's an ace in the hole for him outside of Survivor. So that's just my opinion. Yep. I, uh, my thought process on it is yes, you get a new partner every week or like every daily or whatever, but you still need to have alliances in the house outside of that. Yeah. And also if you look at the stats, the person who is in the best position to help Tyson further his game is Angela. Right. Because if it comes to play to pass where there's a big brother person, who is in the authority and Tyson isn't in the authority. Yeah. Then conceivably she'll be able to sway that a little bit. And you saw tonight, like when big brother was up for conversation, Angela wasn't mentioned despite the fact that she is part of an amazing race and big brother uh, alliance. That's a good point. Actually. I didn't, I didn't really even take note of that, but that's actually a great point. So I have like a two part, for this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, part of this one um the second part i'll say later um but i think he is a very intelligent player um i think he's smart to hold his actual gameplay and thoughts to his chest um so i think it'd be smart to branch out outside of his own as tony would say tribe and and see how that goes but oh, i don't know about tyson yet this is my uh, first experience with him so um, that's all I got to say about that. Can I can I make one observation is as a West fan, I would think you would like Tyson more. Oh, a West and Devin fan. I would assume you like Tyson more. I do. And as I say, I was going to finish my second part later. Oh, OK. OK. Well, then <laughs> there you go. So, but yes, you're spot on. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about was one thing that I did really like. And this person's growing on me more is Sarah. Cause it's, I think it's Sarah Cache and uh, Kayla Kayla and they're, yeah. And they're sitting there talking about how Cache and Cinco are partnered up and they kind of just like a really short abbreviated part of it. Uh, there Sarah kind of goes, well, you know, this could be really good cause you guys are going to be working as partners and you know each other. So the communication is going to be really good. And she's like, well, that's actually kind of w- one of the reasons we broke up is cause we have shit communication. She goes, Oh, well, then you guys are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah. He just just tries to back away. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and same thing with like, I know I'm going back to last episode, but like when she was sitting there next to Shannon, I think it was next to Shannon when they were doing the daily and she's like, oh my God, this is so scary. And then it got (laughs) to her confessional and she's like, I'm, I used to do SWAT. We used to climb off buildings all the time, rappel down them. I was like, you're fucking good. I like this shit. I like Sarah a lot. She's getting a way better edit on the challenge than she did on survivor. Um, she come she came across very like calculated and not, not cold, but not at nearly as personable as she is on the challenge. I've always liked Sarah, yeah. but way more on the challenge. 
it's it's also a a, a completely different environment and i try to remember yeah. that as well you know like in the challenge like you're in a house you're sleeping in a bed you're you know warm or cold or you know whatever it is you you know have all your clothes and your comfort items you guys you know you're able to drink or you know or just like whatever and you're eating consistently um you know sleeping consistently and stuff so i just i try to remember that too that survivor sometimes like that's that that environment and that situation can like change the way that you behave and stuff you know so yeah no that and that makes sense i think it also is she's got a very dominating personality yes and it works a lot better in the challenge house than it does in survivor survivor is more about towing the line from what i've noticed yeah yeah but yeah so uh, go ahead I was just going to say the only other the the only other thing that I wanted to point out. Can you imagine how boring that algorithm process is oh, if it God. actually is done God. like person by person? Because yeah. if you're standing there and say like you're first, I don't care who everybody else is partnered with. Just <laughs> yeah. tell them all individually back at the house. Just say we ran the algorithm. And these are the people that you're paired with. Just put it on the wall. Yeah. Don't get everybody to stand there and then have TJ be forced to rattle through it all. And then everybody react to it. Yeah. And especially because they do it at night and like, like, and it's late at night. It's not like they're doing it at like, you know, seven o'clock. Like it's fucking pitch black when they do these eliminations. So it's like you're making them stay what probably an hour later just to fucking go through individually. Wait for this stupid thing to (laughs) It's so weird, but I mean, I do like, I do like the randomization of the partners though. I just think the way they're doing the algorithm. It could be better. Yeah. One thing that I don't know if you guys noticed, um, when they're leaving, they have to like walk outside of like the standing area up top and then they're making them wait a certain amount of time. So they're each walking out really spaced out. It looks, it looks kind of bad, but I would be so pissed. Like I have to sit up here watch this fucking elimination and then i gotta sit here and watch this fucking light bright go through its cycle and hear tj rattle off everyone's name and then i gotta sit here and wait 10 minutes to get off the fucking arena floor to deboard the plane yeah dude and that's just what we saw like there, like numerous people have told us that a lot of times like these things take numerous shots and they have to reset and they have to do all this yep. shit so it's like Oh, my God. (laughs) So, you know, it it really impressed me uh, when they got back to the house and it it cuts to uh, Tyson and Justine talking. Yeah. And the way he was kind of going through and explaining his his uh, decision making process and the last elimination. Yeah. And basically giving her the information like or telling her like, hey, what happened then is what happened then. But right now. I'm going to help you get enough money so you can run the final. Yeah. Like that's my goal right now. And it's like, fuck you. You know how to play this game and to build that alliance. Like he's going to be such a dangerous player throughout. He already is. And we're on the second episode. I, he's one that I would want to see go against real challenge vets. Yeah. Like let him go against bananas. Wes Jordan, put him on the, yeah. yeah, Put him on the flagship. I would love to see it for sure. And Um, don't let them watch this first. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't. I mean, do it's that. already too, too late. late that, but, but anyways, but still, maybe he's on thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> it took me too long to count to see what number it actually was. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I was talking. Uh, never mind. That's a that's for the closeout or another yeah. opening. <laughs> um. So the other thing that I kind of noticed in this, like back in the house before the daily portion, was 
how much uh, Tiffany and Cinco are spending time and flirting together, which, mm-hmm. you know, cool. They they make a cute couple, um, but it's still pretty awkward for, you know, Cachet to sit there and have to watch all of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Then they get into the part where it's kind of like the group of I think it's all survivors, right? It's all it's like, survivors minus Dom. I have yeah. no idea where Dom is, but everybody <laughs> else is there. I like Dom more and more the, that I watch him. He's like kind of typical dad. I really enjoy him kind of. So oh, far, I like whatever. Dom a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, my, but, my favorite. There's one Sarah quote that is my favorite. One of my favorite quotes of the episode is when Shan says that she uh, doesn't trust Tiffany as far as she can throw her. And all you hear is Sarah's voiceover. Of, well, I feel like I could throw her pretty far. <laughs> right? I love her. Uh, yeah, I like her more and more. Um, but, you know, it, basically Shan and Desi are running the conversation and they're kind of talking about how they don't trust Tiffany. And how Tiffany is the glue of the big brother group holding them all together. And then I I didn't really like this because, you know, yeah. someone's sex life is their fucking business and no one else's, in my opinion. But they talk about, you know, how her and Cinco hooked up previously to the show and uh, Shan goes, she has, she has a lot of connections. Yeah, with she a lot of people. DNA with a lot of people. That was that Desi. Was, so that was yeah. Desi. So Shan, so it was the the close because we always listen to the close captioning. Yeah. And the same. Cl- same. close captioning annoyed me because Shan says she has connections with a lot of people. Yeah. The close captioning put connections in quotation marks. Yeah. And I'm just like, I understand that it's for television and they're trying to like craft that a certain way. Yeah. But Shan also legitimately said she has a lot of connections. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, like I get it. You can say this and kind of be under the radar with it. You don't have to go out straight out. And I like Desi from what I've seen of her on 35 of Survivor. I love her. And what I've seen so far on the challenge. But I didn't like the line that like you didn't really have to say that. Like and by connections, I mean, she swapped DNA with people. It's like, come on. Like how crude. Yeah, no, that was definitely uncalled for. But. I do give it to production, though, because they fucking recovered quick with that fucking confessional with Shan <laughs> behind the news desk. The Shan news. Yeah, <laughs> that was news. hilarious. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> love that. And Shan has since talked to Tiffany about it. Yeah. Um, I saw that on Twitter that they've sent like she's since apologized to her for like what she said. And they seem to be good now. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of shit going yeah. on on Twitter with that. Like <sighs> Tiff and Des. There's Tiff and Shan. Tiff and Shan. There's um God who was going Alyssa. at it with Alyssa Shan uh, it was Shan, Shan. And yeah Shan yeah. and Alyssa um like there's just all kinds of drama on on not Facebook on Twitter <laughs> it's on Facebook now the it's drama. screenshots the drama but yeah it is all over if that's what you're into then you know where to find it it yeah. is over yeah. on the Twitterverse yeah we don't recap Twitter I don't even look at that shit it's horrendous over there. Yeah. That's, anyways, <laughs> and, uh, I, I did have something to say about the stupid montage. <laughs> yes. Karina and I complained last week because they didn't have good footage of Tyson for the montage. Do you know what they did this week? They used the exact same footage that they had last week and Thank put it back you. in the montage again. What the F? Why are we showing Tyson putting his sock on? Like, let's stop this madness. Welcome to the Tyson fandom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are going to be so pressed if 38 and this is going at the same time. And you have to talk about Tyson and Devin and Tori. Oh, my God. 
Oh my it's god, gonna be, they're gonna, gonna hate us. <laughs> All right, so, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> the our favorite challengers fandom podcast. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um, so no lie, this was the part I was most excited about to talk about in the podcast I know tonight. You are. And that's the name of the daily. So they show up and they're on a beach and there's a whole bunch of water and what there's a whole called. bunch of water at the beach. I'm just well, no, there's a whole lot of sand at the beach. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. Let's keep the sexes <laughs> together. <laughs> so anyways, they're at the fucking beachfront property. No, they're <laughs> by a large body of water standing on the beach. And TJ announces the daily they're going to be playing today is yeah, boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, TJ was waiting. Boy. TJ was waiting so long to do that. Every dad, that was their favorite part of the show. Just saying. Oh my gosh. It's true. Um, this was fun though. I liked this one. It was cool. It was me a too. little bit different. It yeah. reminded me almost of a survivor type challenge. Something similar to this. Eh, yeah. But maybe that's just because I'm thinking about last season with the water and the fucking ladder. So enjoy. Jonathan carrying it. Maybe. But, uh, so basically what the, you have to do in this daily is um, two teams will be going at the same time. They'll run out uh, to the water, swim out to this ladder, climb up it, and then they have to jump on these large rotating buoys that have tires all around them. And inside the tires and chained up on the actual buoy are tiles with letters on them. Mm -hmm. And each person can grab uh, five at a time and then they have to swim down, drop down, swim all the way back to the beach, go to this giant board that they're going to do basically a, like a crossword. It's a crossword. Yeah, yeah crossword. crossword board, like yeah. Scrabble, basically. Yep. And um, then they can run back out there, climb the ladder again, get more and they can alternate. I think they both have to go at least twice before one person can keep going as much as they want. Right. Yeah, each team member has to climb the ladder twice and make contact with the buoy twice. You don't have to like catch like you don't have to land on it. If you fall, that's fine. If you touched it. Right. Which they didn't tell us on the show, but Tyson talked about it in his podcast. Is that right? Yep. OK. Sure. Yeah. So if that doesn't sound familiar to you guys, that's how we know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they get 20 minutes. They yeah. do this for 20 minutes. And it's not about how big of words you make. It's how many overall words you make. The most words. Yeah. The most words. $10,000 prize. Um, yes. 5,000 for each partner. Um, and so I believe uh, uh, in the the part that kind of gets me and it's it's we've talked about this a lot is we have the same conversation with <sighs> rookies. Why are you going on to the challenge if you don't know how to swim? Yep. And Cache tells us that her two biggest fears are being handled in this daily because she doesn't like heights and she doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> what why what i just don't get it i don't get it it could be a situation like aza where she was a late addition so aza's not like a huge fan of swimming either but she only had seven days to prep for oh, the show wow. so yeah. because she kept saying no and then she finally like was like if they ask again i'll say yes and then they asked again and she had seven days and she was like trying to find a place to like learn how to swim or at least get the basics down um but wow she mm. Didn't get as much as she wanted. So um, we're not going to run through every single person. I did who like did this first part, though. Yeah, I did like the first <laughs> part. And I am going to talk about that. But if you guys want to see in what happens throughout the whole daily, go watch the fucking episode. We're going to talk about some of the highlight moments yeah. from the daily. But the first one is uh, Angela and Leo are partnered up and they take off running. <laughs> 
Everybody jumps into the water. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not everybody. Three out of four people <laughs> jump into the water. And then you got Leo standing on the side, fucking taking his shoes and socks off before he gets in the water. So gingerly, too. <laughs> Like he, he folded had, his socks and sliding into the water. <laughs> no urgency in this man at all. He was just like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> I fucking oh, loved man. it. I loved it. It was hilarious. And then I no lie real quick. I was surprised at how fast Angela swam out there. She's a good. Swimmer. She fucking yeah. smoked yeah. it. Yeah, she's a good swimmer. And then it I, I can't remember. I think it's Leo that it cuts to a confessional for him. And he says that. You know, him and Angela plan to get one long word and just kind of play off of that. Yeah. And immediately I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, that is it's no, it's one way to do it. TJ said the most words, not you know what I mean? And so I was like, all right, well, we'll see how this works out. But right. And that one word was like almost three. You could have made almost three words out of that one. There were so many different options in that. Like, obviously, We'll get into it, but you'd want to grab all the tiles if possible. But if you can't, you want to grab the tiles that you can build the most words off of, like, you know, S or R or T. Any types of words with those letters, obviously, from Will of Fortune, you can build off of fairly easily. Exactly. But those ones were apparently towards the bottom of the buoy. And also, you know how they have like the two buoys side by side for each team? The secondary buoy and the bottom of the first one tended to have the better letters because you had to work harder to get those. Makes you sense. had a lot more of like the standard letters around the top. And when I when I heard that, when I went back and watched it the second time making notes tonight, I noticed that like a lot of the your typical Wheel of Fortune letters weren't present in a lot of people's. Yeah, um, like lineups. Tiles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, for example, um Angela and Leo's large word they did was manipulating, right? Manipulate. Yeah, manipulate. Yeah. And it's like you could have done a lot of different words with that, but they end up getting like, I they think, four. four. Yeah. Four. And that if, between two to five was like the average for almost every team. I did like that when Kylan and Sarah were oh going God, that, yeah. of course, Tiffany's there, the biggest cheerleader. Like she fucking roots. <laughs> she for was Kylan telling so him hard. what words to put. She was like, put your ass down there or whatever it was. And she's like, put it down there and make sap and like telling him exactly like what words to make. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, which one I felt bad for, though, was Kayla and James. Yeah. Oh, ouch. I had flashbacks to Mike when Mike fell in the water. Oh, yeah. yeah. He or, got landed on. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so gnarly. Oh, but James did good, though. Like yeah, initially his first like his first round, he did really good. He was freaking yeah. climbing all over that buoy and stuff, you know, and then, you know, and then obviously Kayla couldn't make it at all. And then James had that hard fall. That was yeah. that was rough, man. Anytime you come up from the water and you're screaming about your back, it's not a good thing. Yeah. They weren't no. even able to get any get back to shore to get any words. Well, made. No, because she stayed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Which, which, I mean, props to her. Um, Hell yeah. And, and, you know, it it sucks because I like both of them and they're fairly entertaining thus far. And it's one of those scenes where like, okay, so all the other teams have to do is just get one word and they're good. So. so, Yeah, exactly. And I I think James mentioned on Twitter as well that they actually went first. Oh, Oh, really? Really? That's it. I don't. I'm like 98 sure on that but i and i went to check and i couldn't find it because he's been retweeting a lot mm. um but i'm i'm pretty sure that he said that they actually went first in this which i mean would really suck 
Yeah, that's that's crazy. So when uh, Tiff and Cashel go and as they start going out and, and Cashel jumps over onto the buoy and it cuts to a confessional from Tyson. And he talks oh, yeah. about how, you know, he's like, Cashel is really the only one here that I'm worried about because he's, you know, a lot bigger than me. And then he's like, yeah. are those model muscles or are they practical muscles? Like, you know, and really it, it goes back. It immediately made me think of, of Gabo, right. Where, <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, we were talking about that with him too. And, um, but I just found, it interesting because like of all the people there i i wouldn't have expected for tyson to but maybe cashel's bigger than he looks on tv or i don't know maybe maybe tyson was being fucking sarcastic and he's not really worried but he seemed genuine you know yeah and they they seem to like pal around in the house as well yeah Um, so it might just be that like he got to know him and a bit better and was like oh shit like this guy's my actual competition from the exit interview. It did seem like they had a little bit more time together than yeah. what's been shown on TV. Yeah. And Cashel looks like a, like a bigger guy. Like he looks like he's about six foot and probably about a buck 90 yeah. or so. so. Like yeah. he looks like a solid guy that swings a sledgehammer at a construction site every day. Kind of. Looking. Well, and, and they did do good. Him and him and Tiff got six words. Like I was like, damn, they're, they're going to win I this they challenge. Got seven. They got, uh, I think it was six. Okay. Well, but it, either it, way it was, six or seven they end up getting second right yeah, yeah second. um ish yeah they second. tie okay anyways cache and cinco when they were going if you notice cinco goes gets his letters starts swimming off cache jumps misses and falls but she falls like a fucking like pencil a pencil she just goes yeah. right in and comes right back up and starts climbing and then she jumps back on gets her letters and then says she's afraid to jump off it's like but you just jumped off. You just fell in yeah, already, off. Yeah, you already did that. The, like you shouldn't be afraid anymore. Maybe it is that though. Like the the yeah. actual being conscious of letting yeah. go and letting yourself fall well, versus just you have no fucking choice. You and, know, I, I maybe I don't know. And her not Still. knowing how to swim. I know you got a life jacket, <laughs> but yeah. but you know what? She does it anyway. She and, did, and, and I'll give her I props respect. for that. Nobody she, quit. Not a single person quit again props Love it. in the flagship it's more than we can say I, for some honestly like i think the thing that i think the thing that slowed them down the most was the fact that she obviously because she doesn't know how to swim so she was just doing the whatever it's called where you just lay on your back and just kick your feet you know, like you know the slowest form of fucking swimming possible not even a row back <laughs> yeah backstroke, she wasn't just even using her arms she was just like yeah <laughs> you know and so um, I think that definitely contributed and slowed them down a lot. But, you know, they still, still got four yeah, words, I still. think. So they did. Props, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, the next one uh, that I want to talk about, obviously, is the man, the myth, Tyson <laughs> and Justine. Yep. And look, like, I don't know how to put this any other way than Tyson fucking smoked it. Dude, he's so f- he was so fucking fast in the water. And then he also went in with like, in my opinion, like the best strategy to this game. I'm not sure why nobody else did this, but they each did their two touches. And after Justine got her two touches, he left her on the beach at the board to just work on spelling out letter or (laughs) spelling out letters, work on spelling out words and to like tell him (laughs) what he needed to look for. While he was up on the buoy, you know what I mean? He had so many of those fucking tiles. And if you pay attention to their spinning buoys, it's like it's like almost fucking empty. Like he got damn near every fucking tile. 
I did like the part where he fucking hopped off and kind of belly flopped. He was like, I'm okay. Yeah, you just the fucking subtitles, TJ laughing. <laughs> well, and then he tells him he's like, he's like, hell yeah, Tyson, laps, laps. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um what how many words did they fucking get? Nine. nine. I, they got nine. I also liked when Tyson was talking about he when he was like, you know, I'm I'm trying not to breathe hard in front of the audience. Yeah. And I was like, like, I love this tactic, but it was just funny to me, like how he was like in front of the audience, like in his mind, he is always performing for people like yeah. he's performing 100 percent of the time when he's com- competing. It's not like he didn't even like, oh, the other competitors, the other challengers that was for the, in front of the audience. And I was just like, dude, I love you. <laughs> so this is the last thing I'm going to say for praise and I'll let you guys go through because I know you like Tyson and you're starting to. Um, but. When a pro NFL safety looks at camera and goes, Tyson's a fucking animal. Yeah. That is enough credit than anyone else needs to give him. I mean, this man's dealt with the best of the best as far as pro athletes go. And he's complimenting Tyson on how fucking good he is. And and that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Kiki's even impressed. In fact, leave Danny alone. No, because guess who's up next? Danny. I know, Danny and Desi, and they fucking kill it. Dude, Desi's fucking got some guns. She's got, Dude. like, some 12 gauges. How did I not notice this before? Who was it I was talking about when Cache. she, like, reached, yeah, when she reached for the salt? <laughs> she was like, you, your arms have no business being that big. You're not even flexing. You're just grabbing the salt. <laughs> like... <laughs> fucking great oh my god i loved it yeah. and they did really good they got six words too so they i again i i can't i i could have sworn tiff and cashel got six words so did derek x and partner and and partner i can't I remember. Don't remember who i can't remember who he's with either but it kira? was somebody good kira 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 i thought it was curry kira 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 i don't know but it was just funny because she was like uh, anybody but Derek. Oh, Derek. <laughs> yeah, even Desi was showing, uh, throwing shade at Derek and Enzo earlier. Yeah, she was. Desi had a really interesting point, though. I heard she that was one, talking yeah. about how uh, basically, like, you know that there are some people who are physically stronger, but then you also don't know how the challenge is going to go. So you don't really know who you want to be paired up with. Yeah. But then at the same time, you can't be ride or die with your partner because they're just going to reset it again. No, I, and you know what? And it's so early in the game. It's not like she's had the ability to build that relationship. Like you're saying, right. You know, Mm -hmm. she hasn't, she hasn't been able to really know who Derek X is and what he's a, a right. able to do. Or, or Enzo. Or Enzo. En- it's been a long time yeah. since Enzo's been on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he was just on All Stars a couple of years, but I mean. Big Brother All Stars for yes. those listening. Sorry, but, yeah. So ends up Tyson, obviously, and uh, Justine win the daily. They both get $5,000 added to their bank account. So Tyson's at 11000 and Justine's now at six thousand. She is qualified to run TJ's final. Whoop, whoop. Um, she just has to survive the game. Yep. Tyson's the only male eligible for the final. He yeah, yeah he's still the only male. Fuck, dude, I just want to jump back for a second. Yeah, to, go ahead. I just want to point out how incredibly supportive and positive Dom and Shannon were in this yes. challenge yeah. because, like, it could have like it could have gone a totally different way, but. Because of how positive they were and how supportive they were of each other throughout the entire thing. Like, yes, they only got two words, but they both completed the entire thing. 
Yep. And they got it done and they didn't go into elimination and both of them are still here. I yep. loved in their little cut at the confessional right after they finished and he looks at her and he's like, we fucking killed it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. you guys did. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. You know, Dominic's a dad, you know, just it's it's that he's just such a good guy. Like I've 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 chatted with him a little bit online, um, you know, on Instagram. And he's just a good guy. I love following him on Instagram. Like he's just he's just because he's a pit master. He is. Everything he makes looks amazing. Yeah. If you guys are not following Dom on Instagram, do it and then go find the video of his little backyard where he's got like the the fire pit barbecue thing in the center. And then he's got all the seating and shit all around. It is so freaking pretty. It's like legit, like dream setup, like dream backyard setup. It is. I would not mind having that set up. Have you seen it yet, Josh? No, but I like mine. <laughs> I like yours a lot. Too. Yeah, yours is nice, but is I'm going to send really you nice a fucking thing. photo of, or a screenshot of Dom's like little fire his pit grass. setup. His grass is yeah. so damn green. Like I'm um, jealous. <laughs> so that wraps up the daily and at this point we're going to go ahead and lead you into um not them going into the house but into this ad from anchor <laughs> did them dirty i did All right, guys, sorry about that, but thank you so much for joining us after that ad. Um, so after the daily, we head back to the house. You know, it gets uh, pretty apparent that it looks like they're going to be going after uh, Big Brother this week. And I think the two main teams from Big Brother is Alyssa and Enzo and then Xavier and uh, Ozzo, right? Yeah, so the uh, the winning and losing team, um, Tyson and Justine and James and Kayla go and like immediately go and sit down in that little room and start talking. And James and Kayla, you know, they they pretty Kayla pretty much says she doesn't really know and she doesn't really care. Not that she doesn't care, but she just doesn't know right now. But, you know, James starts politicking, which is what he does. And he's very he's he's very aware of, you know, what the situation is and that they're not going to send anybody in from Survivor. And so they list off, you know, Alyssa and Enzo or Aza and Xavier as being, you know, BB teams. Um, And then they also say, you know, we're not sure how you feel about to Justine about sending in, you know, Cashel because he's from Love Island and everything. But, you know, if we send in Tiff and Cashel and we can take them out, you know, he's like telling Tyson, like, you know, she's the glue that holds Big Brother together and it would pretty much destroy the Big Brother alliance if we were able to do that. And so he's just really like going in heavy and and giving Tyson reasons to, you know, possibly look at Tiff and Cashel. The way he reads this game is so, so impressive. Yeah. Like he's smart. I'm I would love to see him. On future seasons, flagship, uh, yep. CBS, doesn't matter. I, I actually really enjoy the way he plays the game. I want a Tyson and James team. Yeah, that would be fire. Could you imagine like if they had to do that on Survivor, like a partnered season? That'd be that would be crazy. Ooh, even amazing. Everybody race. has their own camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. I fucking love it so much. Oh or are they all never mind. Anyways. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go off into fucking fantasy land. Oh my god. Um and you know, after this little meeting, um, they don't really say who they're gonna go with, obviously, but you have it narrowed down to those three. It's either yeah. uh Alyssa, Enzo, Xavier, Aza, or Tiffany Cinco. 
Not um, Tiff and Cashel. Cashel. Oh, I'm sorry, Tiff and Cashel. And I'm, I was surprised that Justine was so open to it right away. Like there was no mm. pushback on that at yeah. all. She said she didn't have any connections to Cashel, so it wouldn't really matter to her, you know. And I guess that makes sense. She's, you know, pretty close to the girls in Love Island, so. Yeah, but and they it, want numbers, and that's I what. feel I feel like with Survivor and Love Island, it's a lot more fluid, and it will become a lot more fluid because they're being pulled from several different seasons, whereas... The Amazing Race, there's only three of them. It doesn't matter that they're from three different seasons. They have to stick together. Right. And for Big Brother, the bulk of them are all from 23. So they already know each other in like how they play the game, everything like that. Because of Big Brother, they spend much more time together in a confined space. So they really know each other. Survivor, Danny and Shan have played a season together. Desi and Ben played a season together. And then Sarah, Ben and Tyson all played on season 40, although they didn't all play collectively as an alliance. (laughs) So Survivor, like despite the fact that they're a solid eight, they're very like they're from a bunch of different seasons and there's different connections. Yes, but not all strong. So it could just be that Love Island, like it could be that Cashel and Kira come from a different season than Justine does. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't remember. I just, yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything, different seasons, a different way of playing the game where alliances don't really necessarily maybe matter as much. The fact that they're maybe not reading the game as well as everybody else in the house seems to be. Well, and, you know, I'm also trying to keep in mind, too, that like just because, you know, survive, it seems like the survivor players and a majority of the Big Brother players seem to be, you know, like you said, viewing the game as you know, Survivor versus Big Brother versus yeah. Love Island versus Amazing Race. But I'm not getting that vibe from Love Island. So it just could be that, you know, Justine isn't narrowing herself down to only working with Survivor and only protect or I'm sorry, only working with Love Island and protecting Love Island people that, you know, she's trying to make other connections. And why, you know, try to stand in the way of something that Tyson, who's like one of the best guys on the season, why try to stand in the way of something he wants to get done to save somebody like Cashel, who she's already not working with. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of like weighing your options there. So, I mean, I, I get why she, you know, I think it would have been different if they had been working together from the start of the game. But, you know, according to Cashel's exit interview with us, and just what we see on the show, it just I don't think that they were. And so it just didn't fucking matter to her. No, no. I will say, though, Love Island is much more of a force than I anticipated. I anticipated them being. Yeah. And that is 100 percent me basing it off of the show that they're coming from, not necessarily basing it off of the individuals. But I wasn't really sure what to expect of Love Island coming in because there isn't that much of a translation from their show to this show that it was going to depend on the individual. And I just didn't know how it was going to shake out, but they're a pretty solid group. Yeah, they're doing they well. They really are. Yeah. I mean, it does seem it's a lot more separated by the sexes um, where it's <laughs> rather than you keeping know, them together. Yeah. It's, you know, the girls seem really solid together and the guys seem a little bit more, displaced like especially now well i mean for instance right when we get out of this the next scene is cinco and tiffany again and him carrying her to her prison bunk bed um (laughs) 
and you know cachet sitting there watching it all happening and pissed off and it's like you know this reoccurring theme through this episode where she's flirting with him while everybody else is watching and it's causing waves that maybe they're aware of but doesn't seem like they're aware of you know what i mean they don't seem yeah. they seem kind of oblivious to it to me yeah, yeah. And, it, and it really is like we were saying with the well like i said with the love island girls how they're really strong together so you're pissing off cachet so she's sitting there talking to all the girls on love island and they're all getting pissed off and then the guys outside of tiffany's partner cashel is going to go with whatever they say is my assumption mm-hmm. so i mean that's just kind of how i view it not that any of that matters because it's up to tyson and justine at the end of the day yeah so cinco carries tiffany to her bed and you know, Cachet's upset about it and, you know, she's making some comments, cuts to Tiffany's confessional. And, you know, she pretty much says she's like, dude, like, you don't have a reason to be mad. Like, that's not your man. Get over it, pretty much. And, you know, Cinco pretty much makes it clear in his confessional that he's here for gameplay. You know, he knows what a strategical and manipul- manipulative player Tiffany is known to be. And, you know, he's like, sometimes you want those kind of people on your side. And so he's just he's just playing the game. Um, But, you know, this really pissed off like Cachet and the rest of the Love Island girls. And they start talking about how how Tiffany's, you know, using her her sexuality and her femininity to kind of control the guys and that, you know, she's intimidated by the young, beautiful women. And, you know, they're just kind of going around like they're really, really trying to push for people to they're really trying to paint that target on tiffany outside of the obvious that you know they all are rookies yeah um it's i hate saying it like this it's like they've never heard of paula dickin before like they say <laughs> they've watched some of these previous episodes like from previous you seasons never, you never but, seen ashley yeah you never seen smashley <laughs> you never seen nani oh kyle kyle Corey. Corey. yeah <laughs> Look, Tony, this, this is a well-documented, <laughs> a very well-documented strategy that some people pull off in even in Survivor, you know, with like uh, Pavardi, Parvati, Parvati, Havardi, Pavardi. I'm Yes, Josh. It's redundant to me, you yeah. know, as far as like. I know I know they're advertising and they're displaying this show towards a larger audience that maybe isn't familiar with, you know, the challenge. So they're trying to show the whole reaction to it. But to us, it's like as experienced challenge fans, it's like, come on, guys. Do you know what it reminded me of? Huh? Kells. Josh yeah. just yeah. like sold a story and just kept selling the story. Yeah. And it didn't matter that the story was only like. Well, mostly not true, but it was like this little pebble of truth. And he just like kept going and he knew that what he was saying wasn't entirely accurate. And it didn't matter because the whole point was getting somebody out. That's a huge threat in the game. And that's what Tiffany is. She really is. And, you know, the next scene is Tiffany and Tyson talking. And it's like you have like the two most manipulative uh, people in the house. I hope I said that right. I'm not saying it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, Angela spelt it out for you. <laughs> I, I don't have a screenshot. I wasn't doing that good of notes. Oh, my God. Um, but they're talking and, you know, even Tyson, you know, seems to like Tiffany and those two yep. working together would be a fucking powerhouse That's a force to be reckoned. And, with. you know, if it was like pick your partner and they picked each other. 
it's it might be lights out for the rest of the house at that point just because of yeah. their strategy is just next level in my opinion there had to be more to this conversation than what was shown though because yeah. it seemed like it seemed like um tiffany just like immediately and maybe she just had the same assumptions that everybody else did but she just like immediately jumped to a bb team and threw <clears throat> you know Alyssa and enzo out um you know, as an option or whatever, in her opinion, as to what she thought that Tyson should do, you know, and I just found that interesting, but I, I guess she's also not really aligned with Alyssa and Enzo as far as like, you know, the cookout and who she did BB 23 with or anything like that. So I get, I mean, Alyssa. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's, I think it's that. And I think she's smart enough to read what's going on this season yeah. that it's, it shows. Yeah. Right. And like, like yeah. obviously he's not going to send in a, a lot or um, a survivor team or, you know, so, and he's not, not going to throw in, he's not going to throw in Angela and Leo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, I think it's a little bit of it all, you know, I, there's nothing, you know, one pinpoint thing, but well, and then, bit. and then freaking Alyssa. Oh yeah. Goes in like jumps Xavier's shit and starts calling him out. And she's like, look, man, like we're, supposed to be friends we said we were going to have each other's back and you are not having my back like you are not doing shit for me in this game and you know and she's like you have done nothing to try to help me and i know i'm on the block like i know that i'm in trouble right now and you know xavier so xavier says he's like you know i have a pretty good relationship with with tyson you know let me talk to him and see what i can do but yeah she straight freaking approached him and was like hey you need to do something to try to help me can i i feel a certain type of way about this what's that i don't like it at i all. don't either and and it's because we've seen her confessionals where she talks about like how you know she feels so betrayed by the she cookout and she wants revenge but you're calling these people your friends and that you feel like disrespected and the first thing you want is revenge on them because they ensured the first black person to win big brother and well, the person that won it was your closest ally in the yeah. house. Well, and that's what and Shan that was mad. That's what Shan was calling her out for on Twitter the other and day. Sh Shan's right. In my opinion. Yeah. And, I mean, and maybe we're just seeing a horrible edit and I'll give Alyssa that benefit of the doubt. But from what I've seen on the TV edit, I don't like it. No. And it's putting Xavier in a bad position for his gameplay too. Cause now he's having to play a card that he doesn't necessarily it might cost him down the road for playing this card. You never know. Well, and he's he's tying himself to Alyssa. Yeah. In with Tyson, who's the top performing male this season. So he's going to the number one guy right now and immediately tying himself to Alyssa, which, you know, I think is probably not a very smart move. So, you know, I, I didn't early. like this either. And everybody knows he just won 500K. For winning big brother you know what i mean so it's like even another reason to put a target on this guy's back now yeah i'm actually super interested so a lot of the times with shows like survivor when you have returning player seasons the winners are out first yeah, yeah. it's really interesting that like you've got james who has won amazing race tyson ben and sarah have all won uh survivor and Tasha and Dom are both second place finishers on Survivor. Justine Love won Island. Love Island. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that works, 
but not that I don't know how she won. I don't actually, well, I guess I don't know how she won. I don't know how the game works. And then Xavier's just won BB. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, so there's a lot of winners in the game and nobody's targeting them, which is yeah. interesting. So it shows like a very different style of gameplay from all of the independent shows because the, the winners tend to be targeted mm-hmm. as soon as you get into a returning player series season or anything like that. So... I'm wondering if that has to do with the fact that now they're in an environment where they can't just vote out the winner. They that mm-hmm. winner has a chance of Stay. winning an elimination and coming back after your ass, you know, so like that could, in my opinion, that could, you know, definitely be why they're approaching it a little bit different than they would if they were playing, you know, with this type of cast on like a survivor, you know, format or big brother format mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So they head down to the elimination, which is called the arena, which I fucking love the fact that it's called the arena and it's not like purgatory or, you know, (laughs) the devil's anus, you know, whatever the fuck they name it. Um, I like that they're keeping it simple. And this elimination is called knowledge is power and it's going to be obviously powered or knowledge is powered. I'm sorry. My bad. (laughs) I took bad notes, obviously. James and Kayla are the ones going in since they finished last in the daily. Yeah. And, uh, you know, TJ obviously asks, you know, what are you guys, uh, Tyson and, and uh, Justine, who are you guys going to pick? And Justine says, we've decided we're going to go with uh, Tiffany commercial and Leo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> commercial. Uh, but they end up picking Tiffany and Leo, and it's that Tiffany stunt. and Cashel. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. Tiff and Leo was last week. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting season, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for more mistakes. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Tyson and Justine decide to go with Tiffany and Cashel against Kayla and James. Yeah. Um, So for this elimination, what you have to do basically is there's four bikes. You and your partner have to get on this little Peloton bike and start riding it. And it's not really explained, but thank you, Tyson, on his podcast and Tony Stats and Info Lance for (laughs) telling me about this is it's not about how fast you pedal. It's about a set distance that each person has to reach for your team to light up this tower. And mm-hmm. every time you light up two lights, you get a puzzle of six different symbols and you have to line that up, get back on your bike, ride it for a certain distance. Another two lights will light up and then you get another set of six piece puzzles. Yeah. And you have to do it three times. Whoever wins stays in the game. Not my favorite elimination I've ever seen, but Mm-mm. also not the worst elimination I've ever seen. No. Um, so I'll give it a solid five. I don't know. Um, but without going, you know, too far off the rails, Tiff and Cashel are just completely blindsided and it cuts to Tyson and uh, oh yeah it starts showing what happened yeah because and i like that they flash back right after that Mm -hmm. um and show like what leads up to who they put in yeah no i i liked that part a lot and you know and tyson says something about you know that he had you know that they were going to go a different direction until he started noticing that like most of the bb people even though she's big brother just kind of wanted tiffany gone and then it just showed this like montage of tyson just talking to all these different big brother players and they're all like yeah tiff tiff she's manipulative she's you know like she needs to go um you know and i i did like the the clip that it showed of tyson and xavier and xavier pretty much telling him the same thing like hey 
you know, Alyssa is going to be more beneficial to you. And Tiffany is dangerous. Like you need to get rid of her if possible. And, you know, Tyson's like, dude, if I do this, like (laughs) you have to help me with damage control. Are you going to help me with damage control? And obviously, you know, Xavier agreed and and whatnot. But I I really like the part with uh, Tyson and Justine and like you guys. And he goes, you know, you're about to do your first blind side. I'm, I'm so, so proud, proud of, of you. you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, Tyson. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, and it's a true blind side. Like I, you know, after that conversation that Tiffany and Tyson had, I didn't think she was going in, but it was the same thing as last week where they turned it around. Yeah. Um, I'm loving it. Honestly, like yeah. I'm liking these blind sides. I'm liking the fact that we don't know like what is going to happen. I think that they kind of flubbed this one a little bit with the title. Like it already kind of pointed in the direction that like Tiff was going to be some sort of, you know, big contributing factor in this. And then when she didn't win the daily, I was like, okay, so she's probably going into elimination, you know, but whatever. I'm not going to, you know, fucking go into a big old spiel about the title. But so. All right. Like. I can do my best to break down how this final went, but Ugh. they were on a bike and they rode it and Cashel was Jane? going really, really fucking fast. Yeah. And Tiffany was not. Um, but unbeknownst to us at this time, we found out after I think Kylan tweeted is that Tiffany sprained her ankle during the daily. And that's what slowed her down. But let's be honest. This was the James and Kayla show for the, the final moments. It was just them putting on a fucking spin class. And I would attend this spin class. And I hate doing those. It was, it was, it was like closer for a minute though, because Tiff and Cashel finished round one, like before James and, uh, and Kayla had their second light lit up and they finished their first round. And then it cuts to, um, it cuts to Tyson, you know, and he's like, starts, he's like, I'm starting to get nervous. And then he says, you know, if she's come, if she comes back into the house, she's going to be like, I thought I was safe. And then I'm going to have to tell her like, yeah, you were like 30 minutes before, you know, <laughs> um, like that's just how it is. And I, I appreciate the honesty, Tyson. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, when I said it's the James and, and Kayla show, I meant from strictly the entertainment point oh, yeah. of view during this, cause they, they fucking murdered it. Yeah. As far as like keeping people entertained, because even the whole crowd was cheering from them. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't typically always happen when you're from the smallest show with only three people and no one really knows you that well. So well, I, I believe I believe yeah. James even said something about it, like while they were they were going or whatever. And he said something about like. You know, like, of course, we're going to like showboat out or like show out a little bit. And he's like, just make them like scream our names and shit like he was saying it in a confessional. And I was like, dude, they're having fun with it. And, you know, I I appreciate that. And it translate on it translates to us as a viewer because it was fun to watch it. it from a typically dull elimination, to be honest. Yeah. To this made it a lot more entertaining. Um, and, and like you said, yeah, Tiffany and Cashel were fast on that first one. and got that puzzle done. But then it cut to Kayla talking about how, you know, she started making a story for the little symbols. And she's like, oh, there I am pregnant. And there's this and this. <laughs> and and then they just it, they turned it on. And it was it was pretty quick. I mean, I think they both finished the second puzzle relatively close. Or was were they way on the lead by that point? They so what what we what we didn't see as viewers is where everything sort of leveled out was I guess Cashel and Tiffany had an 
error on their second puzzle. So oh. that gave James and Kayla time to sort of close that gap again. Um, and then they were they were sort of going toe to toe. But they gotcha. James and Kayla were able to finish that last one just a little bit quicker. But what I actually like really liked about this elimination was the fact that a lot of the times you'll get a an endurance elimination or you'll get a like puzzle for an elimination. It's rare that you get both at the same time. So you were you were having to alternate between endurance puzzle, endurance puzzle to the point where that also became a mechanism in the elimination of being Mm -hmm. able to like mentally switch from one to the other. Yeah. And it really became a total equalizer because you can pedal and then not remember shit. Yeah. Or you can have a great memory and can't pedal for shit. Well, somebody I can't remember, I think it might have been Cashel said that the the code, the images are, are only up on the screen for like 10 to 15 seconds. So that's all you yeah, get to memorize bad. it. So when I said I don't like this elimination, like the elimination, like the, the setup and the idea behind it is great. It's just not viewer friendly. Like it's fucking yeah. it was fucking boring as shit to watch. Like there was no excitement as a viewer and so like when i say that i didn't like the elimination i just more meant as a viewer but looking at it in that perspective yes it was a great elimination and i do like how they kind of combined the two of you know doing an endurance and puzzle you know kind of thing strategy all in one you know one elimination so yeah i mean i think they got really lucky that it was james and kayla doing that elimination because if it was Xavier and not Aza, but let, I'm sorry. If it was like Enzo and Alyssa in that, it wouldn't have been as entertaining. It would have been boring and we would yeah. be ranting on it even worse. But because Agreed. those two know each other and they played it up so much, it made it easier to watch. You know, it's 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 like last year on season 37 where they were riding around on top of cars. Yeah, I'm sure that was fucking badass for them. But for us, yeah. we're just watching cars go around in circles. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> cool. It also seemed very much like something you would see on the Amazing Race. Yeah. Like that could very easily be a pit stop or like a roadblock or something like that on the True. Amazing Race where you have to do that combination. Yeah. Um. So it, it was it was something that sort of played to their strengths. But I almost feel like them going in and having so much fun with it was how they got over the fact that they were in elimination. Right. Like, Agreed. Um, I think it was actually it was Sarah Rice who had said it whenever she gets like super scared about something. She just makes herself believe that she's excited because it's the same like the same things are firing. Exactly. So yeah, I feel like that's exactly what they did is like. You're obviously going to be scared shitless going into elimination, especially like week two. But then if you go in and you're like, this is going to be a blast and yeah. we are going to kill this, <laughs> then it's like a whole different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So um, Kayla and James end up. Kayla and James win. Yep. And yeah. Send Tiffany and Cashel home. I and- did like Tiffany's closing confessional, though, where she was like, you know, Tyson, I respect it. He's a player. Cinco, call me, but everyone else can KMA. And I was like, all right, fair. <laughs> but it, like the main part I liked about that. And, you know, we talked about this in our exit interview when we when we got to talk with Tiffany was, you know, I I like when people can respect the gameplay, even if it was against them, you know, and it 
makes me respect their gameplay in return. So totally. Absolutely. Uh, what's your guys' opinion? Would you guys like to see Tiffany and Cashel come back and do another season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I think uh, if we could have seen Cashel in like a pole wrestle or a balls in or even not so fast, we'd have a much different opinion on whether or not we would like to see him. But because we didn't get to see much and what we did see, mm -hmm. he put 110 percent in uh, to use a cliche. I would like to see him again. Yeah. Tiffany, I think in the if we could got uh, if we could have gotten her for two more weeks, three more weeks and really got to see a more strategic gameplay she'd have a lot different opinion in the fandom than she currently does. That's fair. And and yeah. I think I think she could have done better, but yeah. you know, rookie it season it, it happens. Um she still, you know, she still came on, she did her best yep. and you know, I respect it. I know that a lot of people, I mean, it seems that the fandom is kind of split on Tiff whether they like her or don't like her and you know, and, and that's fair because I can see both sides, mm -hmm. you know, but me personally, I, I do like Tiff. I would love to see her back. Cashel was, you know, fun. I liked him even more after meeting him on the exit interview, Um, you know, so definitely would would love to see them back sometime. And if you haven't listened to that, he tells us how much he likes our logo. <laughs> so it's very um, it's very abrupt. Just saying. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, TJ starts up the algorithm thing again, but obviously we don't get to see it. That'll, of course, be the uh, start of the next episode next week. But we do get an interesting like next time on um, and we get a few different quotes here. Uh, Tyson is sitting with Angela and he says, you know, we have to get rid of the weakest people right now. And then it cuts over to Shan. I can't I can't remember who she's sitting with or who she's talking to, but she's like or I couldn't tell. But she was like, you know, they think they're stealth and they're not. And I was like, ooh, OK. But this was the one that really caught my attention. The next clip it jumps to is Cache and Sarah laying in a bed together talking. And Cache says to Sarah, my con my conversations with him, it's not over with y'all. And Sarah replies and she like smiles and she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, what is Sarah like not married or anything? I, no, I don't I'm pretty sure she is. Pretty sure is she is. She? OK, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe this is like. They're spinning this some other way, or I don't know. But maybe it's more strategic gameplay, like strategic, she's, yeah, or like a, she, or a friendship with a girl, yeah. you know. And they're just making it sound like something else. Because I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense to me. After the um, whole Beth thing and All Stars, it's hard for me to believe any of this shit anymore. True, that's you know true. What I mean, and then the next clip that they jump to, this one actually got me really excited because it's a clip of what next week's daily challenge is. And yeah. it looks like a really intensified survivor type challenge where you have like the bar on your shoulders oh, with yeah. weight on each side and you're standing on a on a on a balance bar or like a plank, except they looks like they have you up in the air on this. So it's like they <laughs> took a survivor game and they just put it in the air. And now we have a challenge daily. So <laughs> um, and then the very last uh, one in this is um, Sarah saying I'm going to intimidate all these girls so that they don't want to mess with me. I, I love like, it. Fuck. Yes, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Real quick, because that obviously closes out the show. Yeah. Um, that's and, the end of that. But before we get to our MVPs, real quick question. Do you think we get a, we get a trivia daily? We better. If we do not we get better. trivia, I will be so upset. Yeah. It'd be so good. They might need to lose a couple more people first. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So what's everybody's MVP for this episode? So for my males, I have Tyson again this week for my MVP. He's just absolutely killing this. It's 
really impressive. It would have been one thing if like him and Angela had stayed partners and then they won again this week. But like for him to go from being partners with somebody like Angela to turn around and be partners with somebody like Justine and be able to just completely smash the competition. Like it's not even like he just won by a little bit like he they completely fucking killed everybody else at this daily. And to me, that says a lot because it's like and obviously I know we're only two episodes in, blah, 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 but it looks like, you know, he can put himself in different situations and still be really fucking good no matter who he's partnered with. And I think that's going to bode well for him for the rest of the season. Um, so and I'm just really impressed with him. So Tyson is my male. And then for my female MVP, as much as I love Justine, I want to give my female MVP to Kayla. I was very impressed with, you know, the way that they approached the elimination, you know, the way that she stayed with James when he was hurt in the water, you know, just she's just really fun to watch. She seems really loyal, really big on teamwork, you know, and she was having fun with that elimination and she fucking killed it. So that's who my MVPs are going to this week. I like it. I like it. Josh, who you got? I got Tyson, of course, because, you know, coming in as a rookie back to back wins. It, you're you're only looking forward for mine female. I want to say Justine just because she was Tyson's partner. Yeah, but because Tyson also let her make the decision to be like, "All right, we're gonna blind somebody, blindside somebody," and to do that like episode two mm-hmm. or week two. I I gotta give it to you. Nice. I like it. I like it. I'm going to jump in real quick because I feel like it's we're all going to kind of fall right along the same on the males. (laughs) And I want to give Tony the ability to do closing word on this. Yeah. Um, But my male MVP is Tyson as well. He said last week that he wants to win every single challenge and he is so far 100 percent on that. Yeah. So that's my male MVP. And to echo everything you said about Kayla, as much as I want to give it to Justine for her first blind side. And for doing all the words on the Scrabble wall, mm-hmm. Tyson's showing was just too impressive and overshadowed it a bit. And he seemed more like the mentor to Justine than mm. Justine pulling the trigger on mm. stuff. So my MVP for the women is going to go to Kayla this week with the honorable mention, obviously, to Justine. So shockingly, male MVP is Tyson. And <laughs> initially going into the episode on Wednesday, I was like trying to find an MVP that wasn't Tyson because I know that everyone just assumes that Tyson's going to be my MVP. But I couldn't not give it to Tyson because he absolutely right. like killed the competition, had an entirely new partner, found out how to motivate her and not drag her along. Like he absolutely motivated her and empowered her to do what she needed to do. Yeah. And I think that Justine will be better in the competition as a result. And yeah, like he he understands this game so incredibly well for having played it for such a small period of time and having not really been an an avid watcher of the show. Right, right. Exactly. That in and of itself, like he is my male MVP. I will give honorable mention to James for going from. Yes. um, being put into elimination for coming in last to absolutely killing the elimination itself. Um, And also for being so incredibly strategic, like in how they pitched Cashel and Tiffany. Yeah. Because they gave two other solid choices first and then said, I don't know how you feel about this, Justine, but if this is something that you would consider, then this is a team that we would also consider. So they put it completely on Justine to make the decision yeah. rather than saying, we want Tiffany and Cashel. 
right from the jump. Yeah. 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 Like that takes a lot of forethought and I'm really enjoying James on, on this. And I'm probably going to go back and watch his amazing race seasons. Cause I, I feel like I watched at least one of them, but I don't, I don't fully remember it. So, and we, we have access to it. So I think I'm going to go back and watch those. Um, the female MVP, it's an even split for me between Justine and Kayla. Um, Justine for basically uh, the reasons that we've all kind of said, but mostly because she lost her ride or die mm-hmm. from the first episode to the second. She then got paired with the person who put her in a position to be eliminated. Right. And found a way to work past that and come to terms with it and realize that Tyson is her best way forward right now. And Tyson is going to work with her to make sure that she qualifies for the final and that Tyson doesn't play a vindictive game. So to be able to have that read was big for me. And also like she did improve a lot from like the first episode to the second episode. Yeah. And then obviously Kayla, like I'm a huge fan of Kayla to begin with, to see her go into that elimination with her head high and just like own it and be a total goofball about it. Like when she walked in and was in the ring with TJ, you could tell that this girl's a fan of the challenge. Like she was giddy to be standing on the elimination floor with TJ. Oh yeah. But yeah, Kayla, Kayla and Justine love it. Even keel co MVPs, both totally deserving. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I'm just, I'm pumped that Kayla came into this and is doing as well as she is Yeah, because I really enjoyed her on the amazing race. She was awesome to watch and she had such like a positive energy and she's absolutely brought it to the challenge. All three of them from the amazing race are entertaining in their own ways. Yeah. Right. So yes. I, I have no objections to that. Um, uh, what was the fandom's MVP for the guys? Um, Tyson took first place again uh, with 65% of the fandom voting for him. And then running up for an honorable mention. So second place um, would be James, who got 29% vote. So kind of in pretty much in line with what we've all said here tonight. And then the girls is, wow, that's actually, sorry. So I didn't even look before. I just like screenshotted it like 30 seconds ago. And I'm so I'm just now actually looking at the numbers. I'm actually a little bit shocked by this. So first place is Kayla MVP um, with 43% of the fandom voting for her. And then right up behind her, it was really close is Justine at 36%. Um, So yeah. And then Desi actually got a a third with 14% and then Tiffany was seven. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that that was actually shocking. I was really expecting to open this and see Justine named as MVP, but fandom gave it to Kayla. That's fucking awesome. I'm I'm stoked for it. I also put out a question box for anybody to shout out anybody else that they, you know, wanted to. So uh, shouts to our girl, Steph Marie. She says cachet was amusing uh, this episode and I can't disagree with you so she got shit done <laughs> she did man she worked yeah. she put in time to this episode so um but yeah so that's uh that's mvps for this episode and i think you have fantasy stats ready yes i do so we'll post this on ig so you can see our teams yep but coming into this week the scores were set at uh myself in first place with 36 karina in second with 32 points 
Josh in third with 31 points, and Tony Brain up the rear at 25. This week was a bit different. There were some points that came out, but it, it was a bit one-sided this week. Um, <laughs> you lucked out, man. You had no, like every you have every side of the drama on your team. Yeah, I, I got, but except for now, which one side is gone. So, <laughs> um, so Karina ended up with 21 points this week. Big one for her was James. He got uh, five confessional points. Thank and then, you, James. And the five points for win the elimination. <laughs> um, and then Josh, unfortunately, had a tough week with only 15 points. Yeah. But Justine was his big star with seven confessionals. Mm-hmm. So seven points there and then three points for win the daily. So that's she got you two thirds of your points all by yourself. Right. The tough part is, is he lost Giovanni last week. And then lost Cashel this week, and he only got three points from Cashel. Yeah. So yeah, you better pay me my Cashel soon, sir. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't put any Cashel on this yeah. fucking fantasy, huh? <laughs> um, then uh, myself, uh, I scored 29 points. And like Tony said, anyone who was involved in any part of the storyline this week somehow was on my team. Yeah. Um, outside of Cinco, um, I had Alyssa with six points. Uh, from six confessionals, Cachet with nine confessionals, and then Tiffany with eight confessionals. So yeah. right there was like a bulk of my points. And then I also got a big old donut like Josh did on a couple people <laughs> who just gave zero, which was Aza for me. Yeah, it happens. Um, Tony, though, the big score this week with 32 points, got Kayla with five confessional points, five uh, elimination points for her win against Tiffany and Cashel. And then on top of that, he had Tyson with eight confessionals and then three points from his daily win. So the total points for those of you with your calculators, Abacus is at home getting that all calculated is I'm still in the lead after week two with 65 total points. Tony's closed the gap big time up to second with 57 points. Karina is four points behind Tony with 53. And then Tony or I'm sorry. And then Josh. Unfortunately, with his head down at 46 points, Um, but (laughs) you never know what's going to happen next week. Um, So right now for you guys keeping track at home, Tony is the only person with all his players remaining, all seven of them. Yeah. Boom. I lost Tiffany this week. Uh, Josh lost cash uh, Cashel this week, lost uh, Giovanni last week. And then I lost Sally last week. And then you lost Sally last week. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how this is going to keep still, playing yeah, out. Yeah, it's still pretty close. You know, like anything can happen. And um, we'll just see what happens from here. I'm excited. You know, just friendly reminder, fandom, that, uh, you know, you guys voted Josh first place and that he had the <coughs> best assist team. So I just want to remind you all of that. Hey, look, don't shame <laughs> all of them because a good portion of those people voting voted for myself as well. And I'm still in the lead. So to you guys, they couldn't vote for you and Josh, but the people that didn't vote for Josh like to vote for me. Yeah. Just putting that out there. So. Anyways, a little, <laughs> little pat on my back. Oh God. Um, guys, do you have uh, any closing thoughts on this that you want to put out there? Any overall arching themes that you're seeing that you like? Anything like that? Angela's a badass and she's fucking pretty. Oh, just I just have to. I just have to okay. concur. Moving okay. on. <laughs> I've got the coin count. If you guys care yeah. for where everyone is, like as far as money. Yeah, yeah let's we can hear do that it. real quick. So Tyson is in first with 11,000. Um, only male who can actually run the final. 
and Angela and Justine are tied next with 6,000. And then Kylan, Aza, Kayla, and James all have 2,000 because they have their original 1,000 and then they've all won elimination. Right. And then the rest of the house has 1,000. Nice. I like it. I, I like, like it. it. Um, Tyson's stacking that bank yeah. up, man. Josh, what about you? Uh, part two of my Tyson. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, if you're wondering how we got here, start back over at the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. So, yeah, he, very much. I see the similarities between Devin and Wes. Um, you know, he did the very, you know, snaky move. You know, he, he told he told Tiffany, I got your back. You're safe. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he talks to the rest of the house and then it's like, OK, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Never Read mind that room. Yes. Right. And, you know, we we've seen moves like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not one that I expected. I didn't see it coming. But, you know, I hope Tyson's around for the long run because he is entertaining and makes me want to go watch his seasons. You should. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> It kind of like ebbs and flows. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, Josh. Um, I will take a look and see. Maybe we can both start watching. I think it's Blood versus Water is yep. a really good season for him. Maybe yeah, we, we have, can that's start. That's the one we have. We watched. can start watching it and we'll kind of keep each other motivated to keep going through it. Okay. You'll really like the political game, dude, because it's fast, man. It's super fast. And in what Especially Tyson said. Yeah. And what Tyson said in this one, like, yeah, you were safe. 30 minutes ago that's That's factual that's every episode of survivor yeah every fucking episode that i've seen so far so nice um, i think i think you'll really like it and and we'll go back and forth on that too okay but i think we should uh close it out what do you guys think yeah i'm I'm good let's let's get this out wait here my closing thoughts i really like challenge usa i fucking told you guys so (laughs) love y'all anyways for myself ricky hayes my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the also beautiful Tony stats and info Lance. And let's not forget gorgeous Josh motherfucking chambers. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We hope this was a little bit of uh an easier listen than our three hours from last week. Um, <laughs> and we're going to try to get this one out a little bit earlier for you guys. And we're going to try to keep doing that. I think I speak for everyone here to say we love y'all. We thank you so much for listening and stay tuned in. We got a bunch of good stuff coming for you. Bye. Later. See ya. Bye.